on this Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. We have more of an idea of what the 2022-2023 reverse retro jerseys will look like for the Florida Panthers. We're also going to talk about whether Matthew Kachuk can live up to the expectations of the Florida Panthers as well. And we're going to continue the discussion around Hockey Canada and everything that's going on based on their most uh, recent World Junior wins and everything prior to that. We're going to discuss that next on the Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Friday, August 26th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're to our team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Rondo Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MonoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden and Locked On NHL will be covering all the offseason activities around the National Hockey League. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And speaking of Bet Online, Bet Online has the Florida Panthers as the favorite at plus 475 to get to the Stanley Cup final, despite all the turnover that they had this off this off season you love to see it so even though my expectations for the panthers are a little lower than what bet online has hey it's great to see that that outside of the organization people who look at uh the nhl as a whole uh likes what the panthers have on paper uh so speaking of the panthers let's uh discuss a little bit about uh, what what they're going to be wearing on on the ice next season and and apologies in advance uh, about, about my voice about how it sounds I've been a little under the weather this week if you heard a little bit on Wednesday's episode with Jacob Wines you heard me coughing quite a bit and uh, I have a little bit of orange juice here don't recommend usually don't recommend it before recording a podcast um, something my band director also told me when I was going to school about not drinking orange juice before either going in front of a microphone or playing an instrument but today uh is an exception because it, your boy is not feeling his his best. And apologies if you hear a little bit of coughs. Also have a few cough drops here on the side to um, consume in the middle of the show, just so that you guys won't be hearing an aggressive cough throughout the show. But let's talk about a little bit of the reverse retro jerseys for the Panthers about how we're one step closer to getting a reveal of what the reverse retro jerseys will look like. And, you know, it's something that was uh, leaked by sportslogos.net. Chris Creamer um, was looking around Fanatics and seeing what every single NHL team will be sporting for their reverse retros. Even though a jersey isn't specifically out yet for the Panthers. Sorry, guys. Bad news about that. But the, the at least as far as the shirts and the color scheme for the Panthers, it's Described as a jet blue reverse retro look with the palm tree and hockey stick logo in the middle for the Panthers. So 
we're, we're likely going to see that type of color scheme for the Panthers. And we're likely, even though I'm more in favor of the leaping Panther being in the center with that color scheme, because of course you, with uh, it, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nostalgic kind of person. I love, uh, I love their colors um, their color scheme last go around, even though it was a darker blue and, 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 uh, and red, the, but the same jet blue with the leaping Panther, it looks like from re- what reports are saying and everything that George Richards of Florida hockey now has written in, in his article, it looks like that when at least the expectation is when the Florida Panthers do release their reverse retros, we're likely going to see the palm tree hockey stick as the main logo in front of uh, the Jersey. So it's a little bit different um, than what they what than what they had. They had a little bit of a jet blue look around the two thousand nine late two thousands early two thousand tens when they had the jet blue look a little bit of a um, darker blue and just the panther face uh, with the with Florida Panthers circled around it. Not something that the fans are. Is it wasn't a popular jersey as far as the fans. And it was even in consideration uh, from uh, from Panthers ownership un- until uh, Bill Torrey, Dale Talon uh, discussed uh, it, and they said no, they're not. They're going to go back to their uh, red jerseys in 2011. And the Jet Blues uh, only, only lasted around three seasons for for the Panthers. But this is a little bit of where I'm expecting a little bit of a different one. So. It, of course, what, what's what's going to be the main driver of these? What's the main motivation behind these reverse retros? Of course, it's money for the NHL, and of course, it's going to help with the with revenues, salary cap, all that stuff. So it, it, it's a good thing for for the NHL. It's a good thing for us that we get to appreciate for a little while um, the these new uh, reverse retro jerseys for for this season. So, so yeah. Um, <sighs> With, with these jerseys, with uh, it was described as uh, the the ones at least in the early late two thousand tens, early to um, early to late two thousands, early two thousand tens that it was a copy of what the Pittsburgh color schemes uh, were for the Winter Classic. Uh, but you know the expectation is to wear this around maybe a quarter of the games this season. Uh, at, at least written by uh, George Richards of Florida Hockey Now. Go ahead and uh, um, subscribe to that. Uh, him and Kobe Guy also have also uh, uh, write articles every single day about the Panthers, about the reverse retro. This is really how how I was more made aware of these reverse retros. So it, it's cool. I can't wait for the official announcement for uh, these reverse retros. Uh, and yeah, um, if if you had to choose which jersey you would get for reverse retros tell tell us in the comments uh below you might have an a, already a Barkov home jersey uh a regular red but are you going to get a Barkov reverse retro with with this one or are you going to get the new leash new toy the the unicorn in Matthew Kachuk as far as the as these new uh sweaters for for the Florida Panthers so it's 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 a cool it's cool I, I'm I'm excited for it I also wonder what the secondary logo is going to be on the shoulder as well, um, where we've been used to the palm tree and the hockey stick um, on the on the shoulder part of the jersey. But looks like looks like they could be. 
going something different. So a little bit of a little, little bit of a change for the Panthers as far as 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 this uh this this new sweater. So it's something to be really excited about. In segment number two, we are going to talk about an article that came out yesterday via the hockey writers talking about Matthew Kachuk, whether he is likely or unlikely to repeat the same performance in Calgary when he when during his eight-year deal here with the Florida Panthers. But first, we're going to tell you all about BetOnline. And BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. And if you bet on Scotty Scheffler right before the Tour Championship, your odds are really looking good for uh, winning some cash uh, this week uh, in this week's action of golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Segment number two here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Friday edition of the show. As you can tell, no no Fairbanks Friday on this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Just scheduling uh, conflicts as far as recording. And a lot of it had to do with how I was feeling um, this week. Uh, not not feeling my best, but still want to put on a show for, for uh, you guys and pr- put something out there to talk about the state of uh, the Panthers and, and everything surrounding this team. But... Uh, uh, an article came out yet um, yesterday from the hockey writers uh, about talking about how Matthew Kachuk unlikely to live up to the expectation with the Panthers. And this was an article written by Colton Penku. Sorry if I uh, pronounced his name incorrectly. Um, and I actually decided to look up uh, th- um, this person and this person is a Calgary based writer. Um, and, I, I really don't know what the 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 motivation is when it come when it came to writing this article because really spoke about how Matthew Kachuk and, and it, it made it seem as if Johnny Gaudreau was the reason why Matthew Kachuk had all this success and is and as if Alexander Barkov and if Paul Maurice puts a first line of Kachuk, Barkov, and Reinhardt on line one, that that can't be replicated. And we also got to think about how Matthew Kachuk, once again, this is, I'm beating a dead horse on this, but Matthew Kachuk is 24 years old. What, like with having still a decade plus left in the tank, it, this is really bold to say that the that the 24-year-old can't replicate what happened in Calgary having 104 points. But even if he if he has like 90 to 95 points, are we Florida Panther fans going to be necessarily upset? No, that's a point over a point per game. We're going to I'm I'm going to be happy about that. And the Panthers on paper look like they're going to take a step back, but who's to say that 
four or five years from now, we he can't even get back to that point or have be a consistent 100-point scorer, even in year two or year three even of that new deal. So I just don't see how it makes sense for, for saying that Matthew Kachuk can't live up to the expectations. And I, listen, for Jonathan Huberto going to the Flames, can I see him living up to expectations for the Calgary Flames? 115 points like he did last season? For a little while. If he gets it again next season for the Calgary Flames with Elias Limholm on his, on his line, then I, I'd be, I'd be very, I'd be very happy for Huberto. I'd have, I, I, I would, and if he wins the Stanley Cup with the Calgary Flames, having Nazem Kadri there, Andrew Mangiapane, uh Tyler Toffoli there in the mix, I'd be happy for Huberto. Is it going to be more than one to two years? That I doubt. Twenty-nine years old, Jonathan Huberto, twenty-four-year-old Matthew Kachuk. Both 100 point point players. And term wise, including this year, nine more years for Huberto on his current contract than his new versus Matthew Kachuk on his current one right now, eight years with him being 24. And it's just very bold to say, once again, that he is going to not even be close to that i i don't know it, it's just it, it's just I, I i i can maybe understand that there'll be growing pains in the first year new environment new coaching staff new teammates sure i can agree with that but who's to say that matthew kachuk has even hit his ceiling as a player i find it hard to believe that he's hit his ceiling already i i i can't i just can't i just can't say that with certainty i just can't and sure he struggled in the postseason outside of game one against edmonton the whole team did for for the calgary flames but with opportunities to consistently make the playoffs because the Panthers on paper are still a playoff team and getting those game reps in who's to say that he's going to continue a drought at this age. Sure. He has uh, 10 points in 12 playoff games the past year. And four of those came in the second round. But who's to say that it can't be sustainable for Matthew Kachuk? I don't, I, I just, I, I think that if anything, he's only going to get better. And you don't need, listen, I'm at the point with the Panthers where even if they don't win the division, if they get somewhere around 101 to 105 points, that's okay. They don't, we, we are at the point where we can't think of just 
consistently racing towards the president's trophy only to flame out because we saw how that happened last season. And we talked about the run and gun style for the Florida Panthers about how a lot of it came off the, um, a lot of their opportunities came off the rush. What we're hoping for the Panthers is be more of a puck possession, responsible team in their own zone as well. And that is more of a game that's going to translate in the postseason. This is all about advancing further than just the second round. We got a little bit of a taste. Sure, they didn't win a single game in the second round. But this is why you also brought an experienced coach in Paul Maurice. Although there's still a lot of fans out there who are not in favor of this hiring. Yes, very understandable. But with him having a long leash as well, Bill Zito is also going to have a long leash too, in my opinion. Um, and long-term commitments to two superstar players, they have an opportunity to grow while still being young. Markov's 26 years old. Let's not forget that too. And... Sure, there might be there might be maybe another season of not making it to the Stanley Cup final. Personally, even though I discussed earlier in the show about Ben Online being uh having the Panthers as the favorite to get out of the Eastern Conference. Um if I'm thinking objectively, I think it's it might be Carolina's year to get out of the Eastern Conference. They've been knocking on the door for many years, even though they've had their little bit of turnover as well. Got Brett Burns, Paul Stasny in the mix now. But they've been uh, replenishing some of the pieces around the core. And this is also what Bill Zito is trying to figure out as well. And also, with the news that was reported yesterday from Bill Daly, Deputy Commissioner, saying that there could be a significant rise in the salary cap two seasons from now. Yeah, it's a, yeah two seasons seems a little far away. But... Two seasons from now, that will be two years remaining on Bob's contract. Aaron Eckblad would be one year away from an extension or or one year left on his deal, whatever. We'll, we'll judge Aaron Eckblad's play as, we, as he gets closer, but he's still going to be on this team for a little while. The Bob contract won't look so bad a few years from now. And Kachuk and Barkoff's contracts will be so friendly to the team that they could even bring another player in and they're already with that 15 million in flexibility now for next season. It's only going to be create bigger flexibility for the Panthers to bring even more pieces in. And this is, and once again, this is why you give three, three year deals to a declare three year deals to a Sam Reinhardt um, and, and four year deals to a Sam Bennett. Because they're st- they know who are the guys they want long term here: Barkov, Kachuk, Ekblad. Those are those are those are the three. Of course, Bob is a from the previous regime, but that contract is now more man um, not manageable. Manageable is the wrong word, but it's not as much of a dent on your team as we originally saw a few years ago. Yeah, for this season, yes. Of course, it's a, it's a, it takes up a big part of the salary cap, but 
it still gives the Panthers many opportunities to complement the lineup. And with complementing the lineup as well for the Panthers, wouldn't that mean that Matthew Kachuk's production would be similar to Calgary or even better as he gets older? As uh, Usually the, the prime prime of your career would be around 27, 28 years old. Matthew Kachuk's four years away from that. And this writer is saying that he won't at all throughout his eight years. Let's let's also realize how much of a long time that is as well. Long time that he won't live up at all. I don't subscribe to that. I, I, I just don't. So my friend Joey Ganzi, who was also part of the hockey writers, I, I told him in our group chat today, go get your boy. So Joey Ganzi, go get your boy. So, so, and of course, a lot of Panther fans had a lot to say about replying to that article as well. It's at the hockey writers, take a, take a read for yourself, but you know, and, and make your own judgments based on uh, the article um, from the hockey writers. In the next segment, we're going to continue the discussion around hockey Canada and everything that happened from the previous World Junior Championship and everything that's going on in their latest investigation. But first, we have a message to you from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. And it can happen so easily. You're out with your friends or coworkers. You're putting back a few drinks. A few can become a few too many. It's time to go. And for a moment, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you're a good driver. You live nearby. You can make it home okay. But what are the odds you get pulled over? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? Use your license, your job, hold your car, or you could kill someone. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. Drive sober or get pulled over. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Friday, August 26th edition of the show. And the latest uh, trigger warnings, first of all, from uh, talking about this is a conversation continuing about the latest uh, sexual assault allegations of Hockey Canada. And, you know, when... Hockey Canada ended up being the winner of the World Junior Championships last week. You know, a lot of mixed feelings uh, were spoken about, about, you know, Canada doesn't even deserve to be part of the World Juniors um, after organization and all that stuff. And I still believe that we can condemn the organization, but still celebrate the players because the players who are currently on the team have nothing to do with what happened 2018 and of course 2003 we were talking about that and Halifax police uh apparently know the two player two of the players who were involved in what happened in 2003 so that is the latest uh update on what happened in 2003 I'm I'm going to look up real quickly who that was uh re- reported by uh, it was it was reported by Ashley Burke about uh, Halifax police knowing the names of the two players um, from the World Junior Championship team. 
And then there was another article a few, that came out a few days ago about sponsors because uh, by S Susan Krasinski talking about how Hockey Canada went up to sponsors about what what they can do in order to get their sponsors back and talking about top executives and board members. Uh, oh, if we just get rid of these people here and there, would, would, would you be able to sponsor us again? And these sponsors, credit to them, big credit to them, that they're standing their ground about saying how more than just getting rid of some people is going to make is going to make not only going to make a difference but you're going to gain our trust back and this gives me a little hope that as far as when it comes to dollars versus people that the sponsors are starting to think about people and the possible damage that this organization and listen, this could happen in any of the um, organizations. It could happen with team USA. It could happen with Sweden. It happens with Finland. We just only know hockey Canada, but that they're think they're, that they're seeing the sponsors are saying, why are we putting our money towards an organization that has neglected victims? And it seems like Hockey Canada is taking the direction of just we'll, we'll get rid of this, but not solving the real issue. And we discussed this a few weeks ago, how they have a separate trust fund for these allegations for settlement money. And that in itself is messed up. Now that it became publicly known, they reportedly put that money somewhere else into education. Why did it take until it was publicly known in order for them to put it somewhere else? It just goes to show that they just care about gaining money from these sponsors instead of trying to do what's best for not only their people, but people outside of their organization that their players interact with because even though the mind's not fully developed at age 18 or 19 where whenever um, these players participate in their world junior championships um, we got to make sure that they are well aware with the with education the consequence of what happens once you turn 18 or 19 years old because age is just a number and you could you could think you're 17 one day and then um once people think they're 18 they they have that sense of oh i can do whatever you want oh i can do whatever i want but the sometimes people take it a little too far of they can do whatever they want and then don't realize that their consequences are different I mean, I, I'm used to it for at least in the U.S. Um, of the consequences of being tried as an adult versus a, of being a minor. 
but this education is needed for these young players. And these sponsors are looking for bigger changes than just firing a whole bunch of board of directors or top executives in, in Hockey Canada. And credit to the sponsors for continuing to stand their ground. And we saw how the most recent World Junior Championship, if any of you guys watched it, that there were no sponsors on the on the boards, which is weird to see for, for me, um, at least. I'm so used to just ads everywhere on the boards uh, when watching a game. Did you just see the 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 logo of the world junior championship uh there in the most recent uh world junior championship it, it just it's just a lot of uh it, it it the organization doesn't look good and i was just telling this to jacob winans i was i was texting him the other day saying this and i mean it when i say it any profit that hockey canada made from this most recent world junior championship. I don't know what their numbers look like, but I think that should be the number that should be fine for that organization. What is going to hit these organizations most? Their pockets. That is what's going to hurt them the most. And it might be, it might need to be a fine of something in the eight figure range in order for these organizations to really learn their lessons. It's not only the organizations, it's the people, it's the players who have gotten involved too, because these acts have been committed by the players, but the adults in the room, the executives, the coaches have to also take them by the side and say, you're possibly ruining your life, man by doing this and needing an adult there to to just knock some sense into them. They can maybe knock some hockey sense into them on the ice, but they need to knock some real sense in them off the ice for sure. And that and just the executives and the board, um, people of the board, it's not going to be enough. So Hockey Canada and all of these organizations, please be part of the solution. Please think of your people and please think of more of them and less of just a profit. That's all I ask of you of this. Thank you for listening to this Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I know this is not an easy conversation to continue to have, but a conversation that can that needs to be that we need to continue having um, in order for these to not happen again next week on the podcast in the beginning of the week, either Monday or Tuesday, not sure when we're, we're going to try to get another divi- preseason divisional crossover edition of lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, where I'm going to be bringing in another division rival host of the lockdown podcast network. If you hadn't, if you have not heard my most recent episode with Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley of Locked On Red Wings. Make sure to check that out. That's Monday episode. We're going to bring in another divisional uh, opponent host here on Locked On Panthers as we discuss their team. And, of course, we're going to discuss the Panthers here, of course. But make sure to subscribe and subscribe on the YouTube and subscribe on the podcast. Make sure to leave a review, five-star review, um, preferably. And, you know, 
if you have any questions make sure to at me at lo underscore fla panthers email me at locked on fla panthers at gmail.com and and don't feel free to reach out my dms are always open uh if you ever need to just want to even want to have a conversation in relation to the panthers so um so make make sure make sure to make sure to reach me there but in the meantime if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast you'll be notified every single time the locked on florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed make sure to subscribe to locked on fantasy hockey with flip livingstone and steel road and we'll be talking about all the off-season activities around the national hockey league thank you for making the locked on florida panthers podcast your first listen of the day and for your second listen of the day make sure to listen to today's episode of locked on nhl locked on experts give you a 30-minute podcast on all things national hockey league locked on nhl your daily 30-minute nhl podcast so i'm armando velez signing off and you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. <laughs>